I've been with you all along. This race that you're running was not given to the strong. I know sometimes you're worried, and faith is hard to find. You feel you never reach the finish line. Hey, Larry here, Acts 29 today. I'm with Coming to you when you're from somewhere in the world. This is the Underground Edition. We will not bow down. Well, welcome. Welcome today to this edition where we're going to be uh, continuing on with part two of uh, the Word. And last week, we, uh, we got through a couple of, uh, <laughs> couple of scriptures. Not too many, but we got through a couple. And that's fine because, you know, we're not here to rush through stuff. We're here to to get the truth of this in us. And it's super important, the word. Super, super important. But sometimes... You know, we've heard about stuff so much that it just becomes, we kind of, I don't know, we get, uh, we don't hear it anymore. You know, we've heard it so much, but we haven't attained to it that we don't hear hear it anymore with our spirit. He who has eyes to see and ears to hear. Because you can look at something and still not see it. You can listen to something and still not hear it. My wife listens to me all the time, but she doesn't hear what I'm saying some of the time. Because if I say it again, she'll say, what? Because she didn't really hear what I said. She listened to the sound, but didn't hear what I said. So... And that works both ways, by the way. Sometimes I hear her talking, but <coughs> I'm, or I listen to her talking, but I'm not hearing what she said, you know, consciously. So we found out that in the beginning, before all time, was the Word, Christ, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God Himself. And then we went to Hebrews 4.12, and the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, 
making it active, operative, energizing, and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, the soul and the immortal spirit, and of the joints and the marrow of the deepest parts of our nature. So it's very important that this word goes all the way to the deepest parts of our nature. And it exposes the very thoughts and purposes of our hearts. It sifts, and we talked about the sifting process last week. It sifts the thoughts and purposes of the heart, analyzing the thoughts and purposes and then judging the thoughts and purposes of the heart. So when you get into the thoughts and purposes of the heart and the mind, uh, you know, you're pretty deep in. And we don't always know what people are thinking because we can't see that. Sometimes God will show us some things, but he goes all the way into the thoughts and purposes of the heart. So this week, I want to cover uh, 2 Timothy 3.16. Every scripture is God-breathed by his inspiration and profitable. Okay, the word of God is profitable. For what? For instruction. For reproof. For conviction of sin for correction of error, for discipline and obedience, and for training in righteousness, training in holy living, training in conformity to God's will, God's word, in thought, in purpose, and action. Thought, purpose, and action. Kind of sounds like the last verse we read. Judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. Because that will determine our thoughts and purposes and actions. James 1, <clears throat> So get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness and in a humble gentle modest spirit receive and welcome the word that's the word of God which implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power Wow, here we go. Contains the power to what? To save your souls. See, our souls didn't get born a second time. When we were born a second time, that was our spirit being born a second time, being born again by the spirit, our spirit coming alive to God. But our soul stayed the same although it got some spillover and of course our body 
didn't get saved at that time either. So are we working out the salvation of our souls daily, it says. So our souls are, are in a transformation from, from what it was when we got born a second time to where that soul, the mind, will, emotion, intellect is being constantly transformed by the word into his image. Our minds are being changed. Our wills are coming into obedience. Our emotions are being trained to follow the Spirit. Our intellects are being trained to submit to the Word. So this Word contains the power to save our souls. Amazing. And in a humble, gentle, modest spirit, receive and welcome the Word which implanted and rooted in your hearts. Okay, that's our responsibility. Our responsibility is to receive with a gentle, modest spirit and welcome the Word. That's our job. That's up to us to do, to receive and welcome the Word which implanted and rooted in our hearts. See, we have a big part to play in the process of this word being implanted and rooted in our hearts. That's, that's up to us. It doesn't just happen by osmosis. That's up to us to allow that to happen. And so let's talk about that for a minute. This implanting and rooting process. Okay, that's, that's the process of a seed. And the word is likened unto a seed in Mark 4. So if the seed falls into the ground and dies, it no longer abides alone, but it produces fruit, it multiplies. So Jesus was the seed that fell into the ground and died. And then in the resurrection, now instead of just being one person on the earth, now he can be multiplied, and the fruit of that seed can be shown through his image in us who have accepted the sacrifice. So Jesus was the seed, and every seed has an image on the inside of it. Uh, I don't know if you ever noticed, but when you go to the store and you look at packages of seeds, what you see on the front is not a picture of the seed. You see a picture of the image that's on the inside of the seeds in that package. So if I want a certain kind of flower, that flower will be pictured on the front of that seed package. 
Well, that flower image isn't on the inside of that package, but it is on the inside of the seeds that are in the package. So that package is showing you the image of what is on the inside of the seed. And if you plant it and take care of it, then you'll, that's what will come up. That's what the seed will produce is that image. So Jesus is the seed that was planted in us and will become that Jesus image. And we will do what he did. Because he said, as the Father has sent me, so send I you. <clears throat> so how was he sent? Not to be served, but to serve. Not to do my will, but the will of the one who sent me. See, the problem is, is not many are willing to take the beatings that the devil will dish out to those who will allow that image to so completely rule in and through them that everyone will notice that Jesus is not only in them, but comes out through them. So the devil is not afraid of you. He's not afraid of a lot of things, but he is afraid of Jesus. And when that image comes to maturity in us, that's what he is afraid of. Many sons coming to maturity. There's a scripture in the Old Testament, and I, I didn't find it this week, but I'll, I'll try to remember it next week. It says, and they would not become sons unto him, that is, unto God. They would not become sons unto him, and that was their spot and their blemish. Wow. He's not coming for a church with spot or blemish. They wouldn't grow up. They wouldn't come to maturity. Wouldn't allow the image to be formed completely. That was their spot and their blemish, not being sons unto him. So why does the seed that's planted in people not always produce the image on the package? Well, we can go directly to Mark 4 for that answer because it's right there in living color. Mark 4. <clears throat> so he's explaining the parable of the sower and he says the sower sows the word. Sows the word. And and in the first parable when he was talking, he said the sower went out to sow and as he was sowing some seed, okay, so the seed, what he was sowing is the word. So the seed is the word. 
And then he's, he was explaining to him, and, he, and so he said, the sower sows the word. Instead of seed, he said word. And the ones along the path are those who have the word sown in their hearts. But when they hear, Satan comes at once and by force takes away the message which is sown in them. Well, how does he do that? Well, he does it through the cares of this world. He does it through religion. He does it on Sunday mornings most of the time. He steals a lot of word out of people's hearts on Sunday mornings because of the false message that people hear. And in the same way, the ones sown upon stony ground are those when they hear the word at once receive and accept and welcome it with joy. So the first reason was Satan came by force and stole the words. That's why it didn't grow to the image that was supposed to. The second reason is they have people have no real root in themselves. And so they endure for a little while, but when trouble or persecution arises, on account of the word, they immediately are offended, become displeased, indignant, resentful, and they stumble and fall away. The third reason was they heard the word, but the cares and the anxieties of the world and distractions of the age and the pleasure and the delight and the false glamour and the deceitfulness of riches and the craving and passionate desire for other things other than the word creep in and choke and suffocate that word and it becomes fruitless so there are some reasons why this image that people accepted never comes to maturity, never produces any fruit because of those reasons. But he also said, and those sown, or the seed that was sown on the good soil, are the ones who hear the word, receive it, accept it and welcome it and bear fruit. Some 30 times as much as was sown, some 60 times as much, some even 100 times as much as was sown. And then he talked about the lamp being hid or put on a lampstand. And he said things are hidden temporarily only as a means to revelation. For there's nothing hidden except to be revealed. There's nor is anything temporarily kept secret except order that it may be made known. So these things that are hidden, they're not hidden from us, they're hidden for us. But it, it we don't get it because it's as, as a means to revelation. So he wants to see, are we willing? to search and seek and knock and ask to find these things that are hidden for us 
not from us. You see the kids when they go on an Easter egg hunt? They know there's eggs out there somewhere. And so some look around a little bit and then they just give up. Others look around a little more and then they give up. But some keep looking until they find. Well, we know that there are things hidden for us, but we need to be diligent. If any man has ears to hear, let him be listening and let him perceive and comprehend. And he said, be careful what you are hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you and more besides will be given to you who hear. For to him who has will more be given and from him who has nothing, even what he has will be taken away by force. So I used to wonder why, why are some people reproduce 30 times, <clears throat> 60 times, 100 times as much as was sown in them? Well, he gave us the, he gave us the answer right there in verse 24. Be careful what you are hearing. Because the measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear. There it is right there. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear. The truth, the word that you are getting planted in you. The measure of thought and study you give to that word, that truth, <clears throat> will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. So in other words, what you put in is what you will get out of this word. The measure you give to the truth you hear will be the measure that comes back to you. Comes back to you in revelation knowledge. It comes back to you in, in that hidden truth that will cause you to reproduce. So if you give 30-fold of your time to the truth you hear, you'll produce 30-fold. You give 60, you'll produce 60. You give 100% of thought and study to the truth you hear, you can reproduce 100%. And more will be given to you who hear. For to him who has will more be given. Has what? Has given that time of thought and study. And you find that treasure and more treasure will be given to you as well. Because you're looking, seeking, knocking, asking. But to him who has nothing, even what he has will be taken away by force. said the kingdom of God is like a man who scatters seed on the ground and then continues sleeping rising night and day and while the seed sprouts and grows and increases he knows not how 
The earth produces by itself the blade, the ear, then the full grain in the air. And when the grain is ripe, he sends forth the reapers because the harvest stands ready. So that's, that's our part. Our part is to receive and welcome the word. To receive and welcome the word. And let it be implanted and rooted in our hearts because it contains the power to save our souls. Next week, I'm going to go go on into this a little deeper and uh, some amazing stuff, amazing stuff. But you know, there again, don't don't be uh, don't ever be discouraged by the people, you know, who who <laughs> who won't get out of the boat, so to speak, you know. Don't be discouraged by the people who don't want to give time and effort and get get the word implanted and rooted in their hearts. Don't be discouraged by those people that, you know, don't want to get off the good ship lollipop. They don't want to get out of the boat and walk on the water with Jesus in a supernatural walk. That's okay. That's okay. Everybody has to make their own decision on what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. So don't look at them. Don't be discouraged by them. Don't listen to them when they say, what do you mean? What do you mean you're going to leave the ship? What do you mean you're going to step out of the boat on the water? You can't walk on water. No, don't be discouraged by the people who won't. Be encouraged by the people who will. Hook up with the people who will, not the people who won't. So, I just want to thank you for uh, for tuning in today and uh, <clears throat> and uh, you know, hope you got something out of this. tuning in stay in there 
There's great stuff happening now. The word is alive, full of power. We win. So I will catch you on the next one. God bless. Bye-bye.